Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. So no moves by the Edmonton Oilers today as the trade deadline has passed us by Edmonton, Nashville tonight. 4.30 face-off show game at 6 here on 630 Chad. At the top of the hour, 2 o'clock, we will have... Interim General Manager Keith Gretzky live here from the Hall of Fame room at uh, Rogers Place. So maybe he'll give us into some insight into how close he might have been to making a deal today. Maybe how much interest there was from other teams. Some other trades trickling out here. Eric Goodbranson to Pittsburgh. Vancouver gets the very popular TBD. So we'll find out soon. Winnipeg gets Matt Hendricks from Minnesota for a seventh rounder. Marcus Johansson to Boston for a second and a fourth. Michael Delzato to St. Louis for a sixth and two big ones here. The Mark Stone trade happened first. He goes from Ottawa to Vegas for Eric Brandstrom and Oscar Lindbergh plus a second round pick in 2020. And Wayne Simmons goes from Philadelphia to Nashville. And Ryan Hartman gets traded for the second February in a row. He goes to Philadelphia along with a 2020 fourth round pick. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, inside Rogers Place. And, of course, the regular host of this show is Bob Stoffer. He's in Nashville, and we bring him back in. So, Bob, we the, the speculation in, in terms of the Oilers... Uh, well, I don't want to say leads leads nowhere, but it, it, lead, it leads to nothing, nothing being done. What do you think broke down here? Reed, are you asking me this? I just got on the line. So. Oh, sorry, Bob. No, I'll ask you again. I'll, I'll rephrase that in case you didn't hear me. Obviously, the Oilers wind up uh, not doing anything. What ultimately is 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 your take on on how that was the the path that got followed? Uh, I mean, look. Uh, if you saw what I, I've only had one tweet in the last thirty six hours, and that was specific to, uh, uh, you know. Don't be surprised if uh, it's very quiet. It turned out to be very quiet. I do think there were a couple conversations with a couple Eastern Conference teams in the past at this time of year when things don't get consummated, they often do it in the summer. So, uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see on that front. Edmonton was in a position where they had not, not primary and not even secondary trade targets on the UFA front. Like they, you know, Alex Kaysan came in here on a PTO and probably can secure himself a spot with an extension, assuming, and I, if I'm Keith Gretzky or who's ever the general manager at that time, uh, you know, I would I would let that situation play out itself so you don't overpay in a long-term extension. And he's got 16 goals in his first 30 games and one in his last 22. Uh, you know, they, they traded for Petrovich and the series of moves that they made December 30th obviously did not work out. That's part of the reason why Peter Shirelli's not the GM. But nobody was interested in taking Petrovich. Uh, I mean, look at what Pittsburgh just did. I guess they did trade Tanner Pearson away, but they got Erica Branson back because of the injuries that they had on defense with Dumoulin and Latang. Those guys both did not travel. I thought there might have been a window for Petrovich with Pittsburgh. That ultimately did not get done. Um, you know, I mentioned Connor Brown. Toronto's going to have to do something this summer. You both know that. They're going to be in a scenario where they're going to uh, have to extend. Mitch Marner. Now maybe the Leafs go a bigger route, move out a guy like Nylander, 
And and then so a guy like Brown becomes uh, more valuable in that scenario. But if they decide to keep, uh, you know, Tavares, Matthews, Marner, uh, Marlowe, and Elander, a guy that gets sacrificed is a guy like Connor Brown at that stage. You can play in the NHL's top nine forward. So, you know, I, I, I don't know what, you know, I, I thought there could be something to happen. The Leafs, to me, they made their move when they went and got Jake Muzzin. I don't know if anything's occurred here just in the last couple of minutes in Toronto, but I thought maybe something might be worked out that way. Uh, you know, and so now we're in a situation where the Oilers have a extra defenseman, which is why, and allow me to suggest to you, there was much more current consultation taking place amongst the staff than there was in the final two months that Peter Shirelli was the GM. I believe the people that Peter Shirelli listened to in the final two months were Dwayne Sutter and Ken Hitchcock. And I believe there is much more thorough and extensive conversation, and that's being enforced by Bob Nicholson. And uh, as a result, I mean, there were a couple subtle moves made a week ago with Cam Talbot going out for Stoller, trading the cap space uh, to, to take on a little bit of extra money in the Sam Gagne deal. For Spooner. But, uh, you know, they made some moves that I think we all understood the Petrovich move, and none of us really understood the Manning move. And I can see, you know, you take a look at the actions of the interim general manager since then, I think you know what he thought of the Manning trade. And uh, and so they're in the situation they're in. And it doesn't, you know what, when your team doesn't do anything and you're in the position of evidence, it, it doesn't, you guys know this, you're seeing the text come in, it doesn't please the fan base. There's no apologies for it. It's, you know, it's humbling to think that the UFAs that you have aren't really that bonded, but that's just the reality of the situation at this time. Obviously, they weren't going to move. You know, they're not going to shake up a core of McDavid and Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins and Nurse and Clefbaum. This is not the time to do those deals. They're smaller pieces, just weren't valued around the league. That's like Petrovich and Chase on a couple of unrestricted free agents. Didn't marry a significant enough consideration around the league for other teams to step up. It's really that simple. So, Bob, looking at the game tonight, have you heard anything? Because uh, we were talking with Jack about the fact that this trade deadline uh, has affected the Oilers because the Nashville Predators trade away two of their probably top seven or eight forwards will be out of the lineup tonight. Is there any word whether uh, Granlund and or Simmons will be in the lineup tonight for the Nashville Predators? Uh, you know what? I I don't have that, Rob, at this time. I mean, they called up a defenseman today because Zuban was out as well. So you know, we're actually going to put a request in here to see if we can get uh, uh, get a Now, is there anything that's occurred after the Gabranson trade, guys? Just, Not that we've uh, seen yet. No. no, Tanner Pearson for Gabranson. And that's all we've got. Matt Hendricks yeah, got traded. Know, yeah, I, I saw that. And, and uh, I will tell you that the Oilers acquired on Matt Hendricks. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, just in the same sort of scenario, just for a depth pick, just to bring back a little positive energy. I think one of the things that Matt Hendricks did is he helped keep the energy level up and positive for guys like Milan Lucci and Zach Cassian. Now, Cassian's had a very strong last six weeks. And again, guys, everything changes. Like, so, and I'll give you a scenario the fans don't like to trade, but the Ryan Strome conversation. The trade for Jordan Everlay from Ryan Strome. That was the Oilers almost executed that deal uh, at the trade deadline in 2017. They wanted to see what the team could do, um, and fans have hated the trade ever since. I just think if they just would have held on to Strome, they would have been fine. Now, as it turned out, they flipped Strome to Spooner, 
and then Keith went and got Sam Gagne. I'm not convinced Peter Shirelli would have ever done that. Uh, you know, flipping Spooner for Gagne. But uh, Keith Gretzky went and got Gagne. He's, he's been a good fit. But the genesis of that initial trade, uh, you know, Everlay for Strom because there was concern about some cap issues moving forward. Uh, that, that started, you know, well, two or three weeks before the, uh, the trade deadline of 2017. And I think if that trade had occurred at that time, fans would have said, what are you guys doing? Right, and, and people forget the orders after that. They went on a run after that trade because they stuck with their guys and uh, went 12 and 2 in their final 14 games. The Nugent, Hopkins, Lucic, and Everlay became a very productive line down the stretch, and then didn't get it done in the playoffs. That line, right? Like, not one of them got an even strength goal in the series against Anaheim, and then Pugliot replaced Lucic on that line. So, bottom line here. You know, where you can't give players like Rob, you tell me what would be well, we'll give a pick for Jason if you're in well, the Oilers room well, that's, what, that's what we talked about earlier, Bob, I said that uh, I didn't believe Jason was going to move today simply because Keith Gretzky wants to tell his team I believe in you and if he moves Chase on today, who has been a productive player for the team, uh, he's more or less waving the white flag and say, you know what, guys, I can't see us making the playoffs. I'm going to get assets for players that uh, are unrestricted. Keeping Alex Chase on, he's telling the room, you know what, guys, I do believe. I believe there's a chance. It may be a slim chance, but I'm going to give you guys the opportunity. So I said right from the beginning, I didn't think Alex Chason would move simply because it would. Keith Gretzky wants his players to know that management believes in them. Rob, if Keith, if Keith Gretzky was able to get a second-round draft pick for Alex Jason, he would have done the deal. Oh, true, but, but he, Alex Jason's right. not worth a second-round draft pick. He's not worth a second-round pick, and that's part of the you know that's part of the equation here. And, and again, when the, the team made their moves a week ago, and I thought there was a plot. Like I thought Matt Benning could be in play today, you know, uh, and I obviously danced around it. But you look at Toronto and Connor Brown. The moment I heard Connor Brown was out there. At that point, I'm like, well, there's a move that could make some sense. Leafs need a depth right shot defenseman, uh, Connor Brown. And and what I would say to everybody is, let's see what happens in the summer with Connor Brown. Um, you know, because I, I, I'm not convinced the Leafs, if he falls out of favor there, they're going to move him. And he might be a guy, this is a guy that's had 20 and 14 goal seasons in the NHL, and he's played with Connor McDavid before. So that could be the type of player that would make uh, sense to me. My guess is the Leafs tried to get in on a, you know, they'd want a guy like Tujar Kara because they could use a little bit of size and he's got a cheap contract. Finally, orders, I, you know, again, back to price point, that doesn't make the most amount of sense for me. So, there, Bob, you're asking about trades. Another one has come in. Nathan Bolio has been traded to the Winnipeg Jets for a sixth round draft pick. So that's a deal that occurs because Josh Morrissey got hurt last night, guys. Mm-hmm. Boilu is a left shot. At this stage, it appears like he's going to be a third-pairing guy. He's surprisingly tough, but he has never been. I think he was 17th or 18th overall to the Canadians when he was selected. Uh, he, his dad, Jacques, actually coached Neil Yakupov with Sarnia. He's one of the oddest fellows you'll ever meet in your life. And Boilu hasn't gained any traction. But the Jets very subtly about it. Like, in my mind, Boilu can play his top six in the NHL. He's a third-pairing. It's you know, uh, third-pairing guy, right? And a little bit bigger, rangier than a guy like Benning. Like, you take Benning out of Robin, I'm sure you agree with me on this. 
Matt Benning can play in the NHL third pairing. The moment he gets accelerated in all the top four, that's when he gets exposed. And what's happened with Poilu, who Buffalo picked up uh, from the Canadians a couple of years ago, is the moment they have to push him into the top four, he's in trouble. Well, guess what? In Winnipeg, he won't have to play in the top four. So, who do you guys? Uh, who did you guys have as the biggest? Are, is Vegas the biggest winner today? Get stoned? Oh, it has to be. Well, I think be, not only because they got him, but because they got him and signed him for eight years. So it wasn't just a rental. They got a really, really good hockey player, and they've got him signed up for eight more years. That makes that to me that makes them the big winner. I gotta say though, I I like Hayes going to the Jets as well. No, it's I mean, good the way, the way he's going to fit in with that lineup and I mean they're a pretty on the puck physical team anyway and he's even going to contribute to that. And you got Nyquist going to San Jose who's another 40 point scorer. I mean San Jose up front is very very deep. You know what's crazy about all those guys is you take a look at go to uh, Vegas's capgeek.com right now and do the map. They're already at 72 million bucks. So and now they've got Clarkson's contract for two more years. My guess is they're going to package something with Clarkson to a team like Arizona to get Clarkson's $5.75 million off the book because uh, they're, uh, you know, they're at $72 million before they would be, they'd have tagging issues if they went ahead and added uh, some of the time. So they have to wait till March 1st. Then there's a 10% increase moving forward. So it's only four days. But, uh, you know, you get you add Stone, now you're at like $81.5 million. And William Carlton's a restricted free agent. So my guess is the Arizona Coyotes are going to recoup some, uh, or Arizona's going to be targeted, a team like Arizona, uh, for the, the contract there for David Clarkson. And the other guy that potentially could get moved out of there is Colin Miller, right shot the fence. So keep an eye on that moving forward. But very quiet for Edmonton. And let me guess, Reed, the, the fans are... Are they disappointed, or are they, is this what they kind of expected? Well, we, we haven't done a lot of that uh, today, Bob. Uh, I think Rob and I will we'll take those calls and texts on, uh, on on overtime open line. We are just, uh, Bob, we're going we're gonna to cut you loose yep. here, and I'll talk to you again at 4.30 for the face-off yep. show. We will yep. have Keith Gretzky for you live perhaps very soon. He was scheduled for 2 o'clock. It may start earlier but we will uh, bring it to you as soon as we can we're live in the hall of fame room special trade deadline day coverage this is oilers now on 630 chet oilers now with bob Stoffer. weekdays at noon on oilers radio 630 chad